I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome everybody to Glamour's weekly podcast. Hey, it's okay. We talk about a lot of nonsense on this show, but today we're doing it with a real life Wonder Woman. You wait. Welcome, welcome all to you lovely Glamour audience. I am Jo Elvin. I'm the editor-in-chief of Glamour magazine. And today I'm joined on our wonderful weekly podcast, Glamour Hey, It's Okay, by our assistant editor, Natasha Polly. No, I've, I've all these years I've worked with her and I still can't pronounce her name. You say it. Polizuk. Oh, it's easy to say. It's so it's easy. It's terrible to spell. Yeah. I still have to look it up. But hello, I still love you. Hi. Even though... Your name is very, very difficult to say. and But we also have our very special celebrity guest today. She's flown all the way from L.A. to stand in our cupboard is TV presenter, writer, radio DJ, huge U.S. television star to be, Miss Jamila Jamil. Hello. Hi. Hi. You've got to sort of, you know, rise to that. It's really, really exciting. You're just about to become a huge TV star. I I think I'm still in shock. What's it called? It's called The Good Place. The Good Place. Jamila Jamil is starring in a US television sitcom. I think it's what channel is it on? NBC. NBC. So this is like major, major. Big time. She's starring with Ted Danson and Anna from Frozen. It's amazing. It's uh, very scary. And I think, I think I've been in shock the whole time I was filming it because I'd, I'd never acted before. I'd sort of... About two years ago, I had a, a lump in my breast that was found and removed. And the day, about six weeks to the day from when I had it removed, I just left the country with a one-way ticket to Los Angeles, not knowing what I was going to do, not knowing if I wanted to be on TV anymore. Mm. I just suddenly realised that my body was giving me really clear signs that I maybe wasn't happy or totally fulfilled. And I loved Radio 1 and I loved London, but I think there was so much of the world to see that I missed because I've been here working uh, for eight years and having a great time but still there's just so much nourishment outside of just the UK that I was yet to gain uh, and so I went to LA without any money or contacts and uh, I'd never acted before and just randomly got put into the auditions situation with uh, the creators of the show who'd, who'd made The Office and Parks and Rec before 
Yeah, so they're no slouches. No. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the maniacs gave me a bloody job. So, so now, the minute this goes out, you're just going to be literally hated by every struggling actor <laughs> out there. Yeah, I don't it's think like, my story makes me very popular. Like, oh, I didn't really want to be an actress, but oh, oops, I'm an actress. <laughs> <laughs> now, so tell me about the show. What's it about? So the show is about the afterlife and it's, uh, we're all dead. I'm dead in the show and uh, so is everyone else, but... Kristen Bell's character, this is Anna from Frozen. She yeah, to makes give her it, her real name. She makes Anna it into Frozen. yeah. She yeah. makes it into the good place, which is kind of like heaven, but she's not supposed to be there. She's not a good guy, mm. and so it's about her journey as to trying to keep up the gag that she is like good enough to be there and hide it from all of us that she is indeed a good person who deserves to be in the good place. And, and what's your character? Um, I'm just the annoying bitch next door. Which I mean, basically, I've. Oh, I've, I can uh, see where you got the part now. <laughs> I've been now. preparing yeah. for that. My, I've got method. <laughs> now uh, it makes sense. Years, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just like terror. Like imagine yeah. Mary Poppins on crack. Excellent. Yeah. Like that's who I'm playing. So it was terrifying. I have no idea. I haven't seen any of it. I don't know what it's going to look like. I haven't seen anything, anything of myself. I've never acted before because I had a very traumatic acting experience when I was six. That oh. sort of like ended my career very early. Do you want to talk about that in sure. the cupboard? Get it off your chest. Well, I was um, I was six years old and I was. Uh, I was playing Oliver's mother in Oliver Twist, and so I only had one line, but it was a cracking line. God, I tell you what, ageism has really gone out of control with the casting, <laughs> yeah, hasn't it? If you're six, six years, years old, old <laughs> playing someone's mum, so I, worse uh, than I thought. I had to say to the doctor who just delivered Oliver, um, please let me see my baby, and then I had to die before he got to hand it to me. Dramatic. It was very dramatic. I absolutely smashed it, and I, I died so convincingly that the audience were all like... <gasps> And I was like, God, they believe, they believe it. They believe that I'm dead. It was because actually when I died, I relaxed all my muscles and I was lying down facing the audience and had forgotten to wear knickers that day. <laughs> so just exposed my six-year-old vagina to uh, about 300 people. And that's what the gasp was. So I, uh, I thought, never again. And we thought Sharon Stone had like <laughs> had that idea of her original oh, self. She's just so turns out Jamila. She was probably in the audience that yeah. day thinking... She was like, I've got to use that. The true path to success. And a mere 24 years later, I made it in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> Not showing your thing. vagina this time. <laughs> no, no, I'm in ball gowns. I, have the most, I get to wear Hollywood archive oh, clothes because I've got, quite a a fift, I've got quite a 50s body. Mm. I'm just... Uh, just titage and arsage. Uh, oh, I would not know what that's and, like, but uh, I <laughs> congratulate you on on that. And so, uh, and so, because I'm not skinny, they uh, they found loads of fifties like curvaceous Marilyn Monroe Amazing. kind of archive pieces for me to wear. So that was a really fun part. I'll of the tell show. you, I know I'm going to love the show. You, I've seen trailers. Have you not seen? Trailers? I've seen the trailer, but I'm not going to watch the show because oh, I'm gosh, terrified. I can't. When I was going to have a party for you and oh, come, you no, can come and watch I the show with us. Cannot stand me. I have no idea how anyone else can. <laughs> I refuse to tolerate myself. Um, they've already paid me, so it's too late. They can't take it back. Uh, <laughs> so I hope I'm not shit, but that's not my responsibility anymore. Well, I think it's really, really exciting. The, the trailers I've seen look absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's such a pedigree cast and production most fun, company. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I saw was Kristen Bell, who I have loved since Veronica Mars, mm -hmm. let alone Frozen. And she's, as you say, she's this bad person in some guy you know one of those chuggers the guys with the clipboard and charity trying to, guys yeah yeah, yeah yeah trying to raise money for charity he says hey have you got two minutes to discuss i forget something like you know wildlife preservation as she big sweet smile on her face and that little gorgeous blonde head yeah. face he says hey have you got two minutes to smell my farts <laughs> like this? and then i just thought 
Yeah, I like this show. Yeah, she's <laughs> yeah. great. She's yeah. hysterical and Ted yeah. Danson's the dream. I'm trying to yeah. get him to adopt me as we speak. So I'm working on that. Um, it was just, the, it was such an amazing, hilarious cast of people. I've never had that much fun at a job ever in my life. Do you think that they could be persuaded to get them into the glamour cupboard? Sure. Yeah. I, I don't know how we'd fit them in here. No offence. It's, it's a lovely cupboard. Well, it's it Wired's cupboard. Wired magazine is our, <laughs> our brother magazine, not okay. our sister magazine. And it's full of I love of what gadgets. they've done with so the place. So, Ted yeah. and Anna from Frozen can have whatever they want from the cupboard. I'm just going to promise that now. I think yeah. there's a blender in here somewhere. Kristen's only um, about five foot tall, so we could put her anywhere. Just put her in my pocket. She could just sit here on this little bench. Mm-hmm. It's a deal. Yeah. This is good. She'd great. Be great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to have um, some discussions now. We quite we what we do on the Glamour Hey It's Okay podcast is talk about sort of stuff we talk about in features meetings. So here we go. Is it okay to actually really like domesticity and to like doing housework? Housework. This is in this. I'm very confused in this post-feminist world. And I know that when I was younger, and I see it in the office with sort of like the millennial aged glamour readers, it's kind of, it's just not cool to want to go home and cook or to know how to cook. I used to really like boast about burning a salad. and But now, do you think it's just I'm just getting too old? I just, I actually find it, maybe it's my stressful job. I don't know what it is. I really enjoy folding a pile of laundry. Jamila's looking horrified right now. She <laughs> no, literally, you no. know. I don't understand why anyone has a problem with that. I've always been very domesticated. Like I, I, everyone calls me like a house cat because I, I rarely leave my house. I, I find it very therapeutic to do like things like that to cook. I think it's it's yeah. really really fun. It's like quite a creative thing to do. I like cleaning just because it's one of the only things in the world that you can do that gets an immediate result. Yeah, mm. it's not like getting abs or getting <laughs> laid, you know, which is all quite arduous tasks. You know, I didn't get my first kiss till I was twenty one. Fucking is. God, that's that's even related than me, and you're way hotter than me. Yeah. How did how? Why is that? I was just butters. What? <laughs> butters. <laughs> Back to words. Yeah, I was just, I was just, you know, I, I was more of a grower than a shower. You know, if we're, if we're going to be honest, you a know, grower I was, than a shower. I mean, look at Jamila. I looked a little bit like Pablo Escobar, just a little bit like Pablo Escobar. I'd say until I was about nineteen. Do you know, I looked like Jimmy Somerville from the Brunsky Beat <laughs> until I was. When I look back at pictures of me, even like when my husband and I got together, I just assume he must have been like really, really desperate because I thought you were really yeah, rich. I looked like. <laughs> There's no way he thought I was really rich. I had the one pair of offers loafers that I used to wear, like morning, noon, and night. I love any you. occasion, I, and you yeah. would never yeah. know that now. I know the woman with the best shoe collection. Gorgeous, seen. but it's true. I did. I looked like a boy until I, I was about twenty-five. It's character developing. Yeah, I think I it's think, best yeah. to bloom later. Yeah, I had the worst fringe known to womankind for years. It wasn't until I grew it out that I suddenly felt like a human being. I wouldn't know what that's like. My fringe has always been your perfect. fringe is awesome, uh, though. Always been perfect, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this fringe for twenty-eight years. That's terrifying. Because it's isn't a good fringe. My I've fringe got a, a secret fringe. small dick on my forehead. <laughs> that's why I'm hiding it from the world. Can I say dick on your podcast? No, no, you can't. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, you can. No, you can. You've, said it. You've said it now. Um, and, you know, once the millions of people out there learn about the secret dick <laughs> on your forehead, I'm really worried about your television. It's, it's going to be like like putting fans and How did of we get phone. here? I have no sorry. idea. Anyway, yeah. going back to domesticity, yeah. I, I, um, I love being at home. I find going outside increasingly distressing and stressful. And uh, I love the trappings of my home. I love cooking for people that I love. I love looking after my home. I take quite a lot of pride in my house even though it's a 
pigsty right now. Mine's awful. Yeah, floor drobe central. Yeah. Yeah. I, I that's where I need the floor drobe to be honest. Yeah. It's I don't think I've actually opened my wardrobe doors for about 3 weeks at this point. It's just Yeah. Yeah. I have at one point. I remember once in my life, I think I was like 23, lied to a friend of mine that I I genuinely thought I'd been robbed. <laughs> to uh, excuse the mess and That's act God, that was like that old night. yellow pages ad with a woman's I'm God, more of a like pages. everything's tidy on the surface but then if you open a cupboard you might get killed by everything falling out uh, you're mm. like Monica yes well no no her closet. cupboards are immaculate I think um, no mine are not immaculate right. but I find it incredibly relaxing incredibly soothing like risotto after a stressful day the stirring it's kind of mindless I don't I don't understand these people who askew domesticity I mean who wants to live like a slattern and also why is a slattern oh, sure <laughs> I mean, I sound like my grandmother. Um, but it's like, for some people, I think it's a badge of honour, like not being tidy. It's like you're above such things. I also think it's just okay to be a bit of an introvert. Like, I think yeah. it's okay to not want to go out all the time. And I think we feel pressured into it. And I think I used to feel really pressured into it when I was younger and think that I have to go out and I have to be out until the sun comes up, otherwise I haven't lived. And I think a lot of people sometimes go out just to have something to put on Facebook. Well, damn it, if she wants and, like, to stay at home and fold laundry into darks and yeah. lights, let her. But, but I think do you, you, think... you do it for other people. I think you do it to let other people think that you're fun and, like, you know, you go out and you do certain things and you're worried that if there's nothing on your Facebook feed that shows that you've been out and you've had fun and you're smiling and you're Snapchatting then you haven't lived. Whereas I think whatever makes you happy, if that is being outdoors, fine. If it's camping, fine. If it's being at home, folding your boyfriend's pants, feminism is the right to choose. I don't think it makes you a But speaking feminist. of feminism and your boyfriend's pants, I just feel like, <laughs> is it, I don't know. I, I, I think it's sort of like the, the first frontier of sexual politics as well. It's like, I feel like, where am I going with this? Do you have uh, that we've kind of like silently and without even ever discussing it? My husband and I have kind of like demarcated the chores. So he does the rubbish, I do the laundry. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Uh, he's really patient with the dog who won't eat anything. So that's it. Do you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, uh, uh, do you have that? Are there things that are still girl jobs and boy jobs? Yeah, he just does the things that are heavy or disgusting. Yeah, yeah. And I do the things that are enjoyable to me. So what is enjoyable? I love surfaces. I can clean surfaces. If you have any surfaces here, I will come in on my free time and I will clean them, especially this table. Yeah, <laughs> the podcast cupboard is... Wired are animals, yeah. are they? It's Jesus. boys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not to be sexist, but also to be sexist, it's boys. I'm quite lucky. Uh, my boyfriend is uh, well-raised, so he's very good at, like keeping on top of things relatively. We are shovers, though. We yeah. shove things under beds and you. under rugs. But so what's it like going to be like? Because you're E. coli in my house or something. <laughs> but you're about to go on tour with him. Yes. Tell me about your boyfriend. If, uh, are well, you allowed to talk about him? I, I don't talk about him very much publicly, but yeah. um, I am going on his tour with like 20, 20 men on a bus Ooh. for a month. And, well, hold uh, on, you're sleeping on a bus with 20 men? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, sounds yeah. like some kind of interesting... Giant orgy. Um, no, we have these kind of like little coffins that have curtains around them and we sleep in those. And weirdly, I sleep very well in those. There's something about the like... Do you share the... a coffin with him? No, no, no. You don't, six get... foot six. That would be disgusting. Oh, so you, seriously, you're all in your yeah, own Yeah, yeah, we're all in our own little... It's like, it's like just live in a weird Japanese hotel or something, but it's moving. And, um, and the smell is interesting. After a while, and we don't stop at hotels until like every couple of days. So it, you go a while without like a really good hot shower, mm-hmm. uh, and also there's no pooing on the bus. So I think that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, there's so many people are not going <laughs> to respect that rule. I can Christ. tell you now. Um, so yeah, I, I'm quite looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a new. I think I think once if I can survive this with my boyfriend, I think we're golden. Do yeah. you think you've been invited on the tour to give the bus a homely woman's touch? Fragrant. 
Or do you think you've been invited because they know about the secret dick on your forehead and they want to make good use of that? They want to see it. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my yeah. God. I have such a weird human centipede, like, yeah. uh, visual in my mind right now. <laughs> God, Joe, it's first thing in the morning. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I'm coming basically as his rider. I'm just his rider on the trip. Is that code for anything? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Sex. <laughs> sex, sex code. <laughs> Got it. Good luck with that. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with doing that discreetly on a bus. In I a can't wait. Made for oh one. my god. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's okay. Is it okay to really miss... The time before the internet. Does that make me sound really old fogeyish? No. Like I really, for a start, Jamila, do you remember a time before the internet? Yes, I was fourteen. Okay, oh, wow. So you're... really on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm what was right it the like? The cliff. Do you um, remember being introduced to the internet? I just think the internet's made me hate a lot of my friends and a lot of the people that I love, and probably made them hate me. Because I think it's brought out, I think social media specifically, I think the internet's amazing. And I think the access to information and the way that we're able to find out what's going on in the world is incredible. Obviously, the internet is a phenomenal thing. But I also think it's kind of been like, it is clearly the death of society and people actually communicating with one another. And the fact that we feel like we're in touch with each other because we can stay up to date with whatever's going on in each other's lives. Whereas we don't actually make that phone call and get yeah. to like, yeah. you know, like, remember you'd go on holiday and you'd meet up with a friend to like show them your, your pictures. Now the pictures just go straight up on Facebook. Facebook and everyone sees them and you just kind of almost feel like you've been in touch with everyone but you haven't spoken to some people in so it's the years. death of meaningful communication and, yeah. and is it just me but I know that my friends and I have this thing where we're really really good at chatting all day on email mm. but we're all now slightly nervous to actually make the phone call we're all slightly I don't I don't know what it is I think mm. there's, a, there's this feeling yeah. that it, it, you know like the conversation might dry up yeah. on the phone in a way that it doesn't when you can e- answer an email when you want to yeah. when you can answer yeah. an email when you've composed a witty exactly. reply yeah, or, yeah. I don't know it, it has completely changed interaction I think it's done the same thing to our conversation that it has to our handwriting which has just completely debilitated it and, and lost us our confidence because there's such a, a kind of a, sh- a shroud of 
of uh, disguise that you get by you know having the internet and having that pause of delay and having that moment to reply when you want to but I think it's made people quite selfish I think it's made people quite inconsiderate when it comes to you know you see a text from someone and to not reply to that text within a reasonable amount of time is the same as what someone waving at you across the street you looking at them and then just walking off without saying anything it's really really rude and like the, it's so bizarre how people just pick up the phone and start going on twitter in front of you when they're just yes. two of you at dinner yeah i just think it's yeah. like it's definitely brought out the inner monster but in don't you us. think i think on the other side of that i do feel like you know i have friends who are, are very insistent about wanting a text reply and i also think it's rude to expect a reply just because you've sent a text. Mm-hmm. Oh, Do you know what I mean? It, no, it's like, oh, oh, yeah, so immediately. When does the conversation yeah. end? That those, yeah. With those people, it's like they, they're always batting back texts and you're like, please, can, can we just end this now? I feel like we've, we've made the resolution. And it goes on and on and on, but they're like, they're addicted to it. I think mm. it's also okay to say to someone, and I, I do think it's it's better to do this. What I do is when I can't text, I know, for example, if I'm on set for 16 hours and I just can't really get into something with someone, I'll say, look, I'm on set, I'm really sorry, but I have seen this and I'll try and reply to it later. That just says, I've acknowledged your presence. Oh, that yeah. is, if you are someone I can be bothered the fuck to speak to. But other than that, like, I, if it's someone I care about, I will acknowledge them and let mm. them know that I'm not in a place mm. right now where I can. Mm. That t- takes 10 seconds. Really freaking out now, wondering if I've ever done that to you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh my god! I've come here to kill you. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I, and also it's the like, kind of thing to do. It's, I've yeah. just seen, I've seen a very like weird narcissistic side of my friends, and I, like I said, I'm sure they probably have with me because I'm like thanking brands for sending me stuff. So no, but I think me, like, I actually think you're quite minimal on social media. I'm I try to like, be. Yeah, I'm kind of connected with you on all your channels. <laughs> yeah, I I've don't got, really see you out there. I've got like a pretty strong like. Um, anus radar when it comes to like the way that I would like to portray myself and speaking of anuses I've just seen so many on social media that belong to people that I know or or work with and I just yeah it's just where you just sort of like feel like not just anuses but like people just showing off and people just portraying like you know you know who they really are but then Mm. you see the the version of themselves they portray and I think that's very symptomatic of our generation of just always showing the highlights it's always the highlights real that's all you get of everyone um and I've, I think I'm probably guilty of that as well. I find it very odd that the personal has become public. I, I have my particular bugbear is people playing out their relationships in public, like on Facebook, mm. happy wedding anniversary to well. my amazing wife. I have to say, I read that and I think, just send a card. Yeah, you're just probably... Send, I mean, maybe your handwriting's deteriorated so much in the social media no. age, but just send a card. It makes me wonder about your relationship. There's you something need to be so, so public. weird about that there's just nothing intimate about that no, at exactly. all. No, exactly. It's, it's your it, marriage or it's your relationship. You know, it's What's the more intimate? 20 years together and it still oh. feels like yesterday, Bob. I just think, I wouldn't, I mean... Just send a text or like you're probably hanging out the back of them. Like, just yeah. say it to yeah. their face. <laughs> it's fine. Just turn around and take them on the sofa instead of tweeting yeah, I, yeah, Oh, it drives me bonkers. It's quite then, gratuitous. You know, the, when you were saying about people's highlight reel, I feel guilty if I'm not doing a highlight reel on Facebook because mm. I think, who wants to see me, you know, with all my boring bits and who wants to see me complaining about all the things that annoy me in a day on Facebook? My uh, agents are always telling me that I need to be more active on, on uh, Instagram and they want me to join Snapchat, but why? which why? I just can't fucking do. Because, you know, it's a, it's a new way of, like, branding, a, you know, a celeb. Um... 
I hate that word. Uh, and so I uh, I keep being like pushed and cajoled into it. And I just like I, as soon as I started even contemplating doing it, I started to immediately feel a pressure of like, oh, God, I've got to go out and do stuff and be someone that I'm not in order to have stuff to make my life look mm. interesting. And then I just thought, fuck that. Like, if I don't find my life interesting, then no one else will. Let's just leave it at, like mystery. You know, mm. I'm a, I'm an exceedingly dull person. Yes. And I should be left the fuck alone just I can to live like that. This. Yes. yes. <laughs> she knows. <laughs> she knows. Um, and so, you know, I just, oh, I just, I, I think that it's just putting a lot of pressure on our generation. And, and, and I, I wonder if we're heading towards some sort of like big bang where it's just going to become all too much. You know, you've got Periscope now where you can film yourself, you know, live stream yourself all yeah. the time. It's just exhausting. But, yeah. but you know what? I do find your dullness particularly exciting. Thank you. Yeah. That shows how dull you must be. Yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about a subject I know an enormous amount about. Hey, it's okay to not be sexy. <laughs> it really, you know, I've been doing it for many years now. It's fine. Well, what I mean is, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk in the media about all the pressure on women to be a certain way, to look a certain way, to be mm. sexy, to be the domestic goddess, to be the firecracker the in the bedroom. Mm. Yeah, you know, mm. and I just, I don't know if it's because of my job. I don't particularly feel like I feel any of those pressures. My poor husband. But I just mm. don't, I don't know, I just don't. I just sort of came to accept it many years ago that that was just not for me. Oh, like, dude, you're such be... a sex bomb, though. No, 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 no. I've just got very long legs. But, I mean, I'm basically Mr Bean with tits, like, as far as people go. I can't believe the BBC haven't jumped on that as a format. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is like, that's that's combining Well, they, they need the something to put in that like... bake-off slot. But that yeah. is, um, exactly. I mean, that yeah. is combining sort of like all the 70s greats of Benny Hill <laughs> yeah. and a treasure, a national treasure in Mr Bean. Just mm. some you should pitch that. Yeah, I might, I might. But, yeah. um, you know, I've had three separate boyfriends uh, who don't know each other. Uh, compare I'm glad me, they were separate. Compare <laughs> me in a different, in like, you know, in a, in a what was supposed to be a complimentary tone as a, a memory foam, you know. I don't get it. No. It's just a squidgy lover. It's a squidgy. You know, I'm a comfy lover. You know, but it's not. It's not the, the the in your mind. You're thinking. You know, I want to be a Venus de Milo. I want to be a Emily Rajabababa or whatever her name is. The one with the the boobs and the blurred lines. Yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, instead, I've been confirmed like confirmed lovingly by three separate men as a. Uh, it's like, it's like being with a memory foam mattress. But you don't look like but, yeah, that. And no, you don't dress, dress like that. I'm very that. squidgy. I could, I could slap you across the face with my bingo wing alone, but I like that about myself. But not to, um, you know, to burst that sort of like bubble of the caricature you've formed of yourself squidge. there. But, you know, you do know, they don't give jobs like your big NBC sitcom job to ugly chicks. You do know that, right? I, I actually disagree. It's the good thing about comedy. In fact, I remember when I got to... LA because you walk around and everyone you know is dressed in Gap Kids because they're so skinny and uh, you uh, I, I said to my agent I was like oh god if, if, if you're if you're going to get me to this, this acting stuff I was like am I are you going to like are people going to expect me to lose weight and be thinner because like I'm a size I'm a size 10 to 12 but I look like a human being which is utterly unacceptable in the media industry um, no matter how much they say things are changing uh, and so he just said to me he was like thin isn't funny and so they just pushed me towards comedy where I'd be allowed to, you know, my, my appearance has never really been remarked upon or in that genre. This is reminding me lucky. of uh, Amy Schumer's epic speech at the Glamour Women of the Year Awards. When, when she said, like, I'm... 160 pounds and I can catch a dick anytime That's I want. That's the one. You're yeah, not 160 it. pounds. No. no. So, yeah. I'm not that far off. I'm like 140 something, I think. 
I'm all right. I'm five eleven, but right. also like I just like, I just don't care. But it's not just about what you weigh. I think sexy is a state of mind anyway, and I think that whatever sex appeal I might have, because I have now slept with five different people, guys. So, you know, clearly I've got something going on. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, you know, whatever they love in me is uh, maybe some sort of sexiness that I can't see myself. I just definitely don't have the traditional form of what I am told by the media and by society to have deemed a sexy. You know, I don't know how to like you know bat my eyelids mm. at a man, and like I, I don't know how to be contrived in order to to allude to the idea of sex. Like I don't walk in a sexy way. I walk like a giraffe that's been. Do you ever? I had mean, an enema, you know. Like <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'd love to know what is it actually like to just to know that you're that beautiful and attractive, and have have people, not just men, just people, look at you in that way. It must be so different. You must get treated so differently. I think it must just be really weird. I think it must be quite disorientating and maybe a bit separating. You know, for everyone to respond to you like that. You know, it's. Uh, I, I, I don't know that I would want that, and also I think it would make me lazy. Uh, socially perhaps and like lazy when it comes to my personality because everything is just when you are symmetrical and you, mm. you fulfill, fulfill society's ideals of beauty and sex appeal I think people just hand you everything on a plate and so I think there's something quite satisfying about see that's oh, the bit I'm interested in climb <laughs> yeah but, but then if you want the plate the plate world totally yeah. the problem yeah. is, is that when yeah. you've had the plate world for years and years and years and your currency is being sexy mm-hmm. what happens when you get older and yeah. you haven't developed your personality or your brains and you're like oh so they're taking the plate away or, you know, mm. they're giving me a side plate. Yeah, you know, they're giving my plate I, to someone I else. I don't give my plate to someone else. Yeah, oh, so it's yeah. so transitory. Do you, do you remember? I remember being about 15, 16 and my friends started to grow bosoms and mm-hmm. look like women and mm-hmm. be noticed by boys and even men at that mm. age. And I remember very sort of like early on in my teenage years making the conscious decision, well, Elvin you're just going to have to develop a personality because you're never going to look this like is that. It's so ridiculous because you're so though. pretty. You're such a pretty woman. I feel like you look in the mirror and maybe see someone terrifying. Jimmy Somerville. I'm not going to name yeah. names. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, um, and I love Jimmy Somerville. But, but you know, but again, yeah. like I think you're a product, uh, as, as we all are, of, of like being kind of subliminally battered by by society and by the media industry and by you know film and TV and yeah. everything. I think yeah. I was quite overtly battered as well as a kid. I don't know about right. you know I was quite bullied as a kid. Me too. Yeah. 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 Totally. I was really bullied over the way that I looked, and so I'm still like not very good at looking in the mirror, and I'm not very good at like having my photograph taken. I think I think that I think I've like I wear I still wear the scars of someone who was was bullied over like not fulfilling an appearance that maybe I just wasn't meant to fulfill you know I wasn't Same. supposed to look a certain yeah. way and mm-hmm. it's like why can't we just be individuals but if we were all happy being individuals then we wouldn't go out and consume and we wouldn't go out and buy the products that mm-hmm. we don't need in order to all look the same yeah. um, and so you know like it's part of a bigger beast that we just kind of all need to be intelligent about and educate the next generation about well, how much bollocks it all that is. is that's the bit that worries me I mean I have a little girl and she's five and she mm-hmm. came home from school and said mummy I don't think I'm pretty I need because, Botox because <laughs> she didn't, God, if she said that. But she said, I don't think I'm pretty because I'm not wearing makeup. And I was like, what? The, I mean, where, Five. Is this, where is that coming from? But I'm yeah. finding that's a phase. I, you know, my little girl used to come home and say, I'm, I'm not pretty because I don't look like one of the Disney princesses. It's <laughs> like, Evie, who do you know who looks like a Disney princess? And I, and I feel like, obviously, those pressures are always there subliminally and otherwise. Mm, yeah. But I, I saw her very much grow out of that phase where now Disney princesses are the lamest thing she's ever seen. <laughs> so I kind of, I'm a bit more relaxed about that because I think they do 
Yeah, but now they're going to want to look like a bloody Jenna. Or a a a vlogger. Well, it's really interesting. She will, um, you know, I'm not going to name any celebrities' names, but she will look at that person and go, oh, you can see that they've had worked on their mum and they're in there. She's, they're Mm -hmm. quite, so I find that, you know, the as as evil as social media can be, that the upside is yeah. that people are much more aware of that. The conversation yeah. started, yeah. 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 And you know, as an editor of a magazine, I think you've always had one of the more grounded magazines when it comes to like making women just feel okay about being human beings. And I think it's about furthering that and keep going and keep making sure that you have women who represent, you know, all different types of women in those magazines. And I think that hopefully, like Mike Sher, for example, we're all such a mixed bag of looks and colours mm. and size and shape. And I think that the more people there are, like you and the more people there are like that and the more outlets there are like that the more freedom and the better we will all feel you've been amazing Jamila it's been so great to see you Um, I can't wait to see your show anything else you want to tell us about I I think I've said more than enough really (laughs) I think we can all agree (laughs) thanks for having me and I'm sorry for everything I've said (laughs) thank you very much to Natasha and Jamila for being on Glamour Hates Okay Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.